Welcome to the Seen and Not Heard podcast, where you get to chime in with Mel Rose and her guests on hot topics ranging from life, philosophy, politics, alternative industries, and much more. I hope you're ready. The show starts in three, two, one. Welcome to the show. This is Melrose, and today is our first official podcast. I know so many of you guys have been waiting for me to finally get this going, and I am so sorry that it's taken me this long. I think that I kind of got overwhelmed with the direction that I wanted to take things in, and that kind of brought me to a standstill altogether. However, I am here now. I hope you forgive me. Life is good, and we are going to make this happen. that I want to talk about is myself. (laughs) Most of you know me pretty well, but for those of you who are tuning in for the first time or are starting the podcast from episode one, let me formally introduce myself. I am a 28-year-old published model, marketer, entrepreneur, and influencer who grew up in Chicago, Illinois. I've had lots of jobs in my life, everything from working retail and restaurants to real estate. The most interesting job I've had though thus far in my lifetime is as a webcam model. When I was 20, I broadcasted live in lingerie online for the first time in my life. I had just moved out of my mother's and I was working a bank job in go-go dancing in downtown Chicago on the weekends. I logged on with the intention that I would not log off until I made my $975 rent and at around 4 a.m. that morning, I had made over a thousand. Little did I know, within the next seven days, I would stand to make over 7,000. Needless to say, later that year I quit my job at the bank and I began what's now been a seven-year career of chatting online and lingerie. There's been a lot that's happened during the course of this time, and over the next coming episodes I'll get into some of that more deeply. But recently, somewhat on a whim, I uprooted my entire life, bought 80 acres of land, and moved to Tennessee. You know, because that's the best place to move when you're associated with porn, the Bible Belt. I've always been more of a country girl at heart, and that's probably because I was born in rural Pennsylvania, in small town middle of nowhere. I think that the city and suburb life was wonderful for the time that I lived it, but as I'm pushing 30 now, something about wide open spaces just puts my heart at peace. I'd like to insert a few things here if I may. Yes, I am a webcam model. But I'm a lot of other things. I'm a millennial and I'm part of the last generation who remembers life without the internet. I'm a businesswoman. I ran more than one business on my own and profited. I'm a wife. Actually, more appropriately, I'm a newlywed. Because yes, even in the adult industry, successful relationships do exist. I'm also a daughter, a sister, an aunt, a cousin, and a friend. I'm an amateur photographer, videographer, producer, and writer. I could go on forever. The point that I'm getting at here is that there's brains behind the beauty and that there's talent beyond the body. I'm hoping in the episodes to come, you'll get a chance to finally hear me clearly without the distraction of my appearance. I'm hoping to be finally heard instead of just seen. 
coming out to the world about webcam. I can't say it's as hard as coming out of the closet would be, but I imagine it's pretty close. There really wasn't any guide on how to be a webcam model back when I started. Now, of course, there's hundreds, none of which I'd recommend, by the way. But I was a smart girl, and I knew that going into this, it wasn't something I was going to be able to hide. At least not entirely, and not forever. I mean, this is the internet we're talking about here. So when I decided I was going into this, the first thing I did was tell my mom. She is my best friend, and I don't know if there's anything I could do in this world without her blessing. Actually, I take that back. There's a couple things I've done without her blessing, but she's been proud and supportive nonetheless. My mom heard me out about the whole webcam thing, and I had told her that I knew a few girls who were doing it and how much money they were making. She asked if this was something that I really wanted to do, and if I understood all the consequences. I told her I did. In retrospect, I didn't, but I'll save that for a later episode. She continued by saying, well, all right then, what's your stage name gonna be? And then we created one, together. I'm aware of how strange this might sound to some of you. My mom blessing my porn career and helping me pick out my alias, but my mom's a smart woman too. To her, I think there's a really strong appeal in having me at home, logging online every night, instead of me driving home every night at 4 or 5 a.m. after a long night of go-go dancing on a table at some nightclub surrounded by drunks and DJs. Go-go dancing is less risque, and it carries a lot less stigma. After all, you're just a dancer in a costume at some club. But it's a thousand times less safe. The horror stories I have from those days will get included in this podcast at a later time as well. But the point is, as my mother, she wants what's best for me. And me doing something that hurts no one? In the safety of my own home. It's not really an idea she could disagree with. And I'm glad she didn't, because the decision to webcam completely transformed my life. Within the first week of going live online, I was recorded and posted to a porn tube forum. Within the first week, out of hundreds and thousands of webcam models across the entire planet, someone thought I was recording worthy and worthy to pirate online. I, I knew it would happen eventually. I just didn't know that it would happen so soon. I felt terrible, violated and mostly ashamed. The secret was already out. I couldn't have contained it for seven fucking days. The worst part is I was scared I'd lose my job at the bank. This recording had changed the entire way I viewed webcam after that. It went from, this might be fun, you know, a good way to make extra money, to, I need to make this worth my time because it can, and most likely will, cost me everything I have. This is what launched my all-in mentality for this industry. You can't half webcam or half porn, just like you can't be half pregnant. You're either all in, raking in the money and making it worth your time, or you're rooting your life for no reason just to walk away with nothing to show for it. Over the next few months, I had come out to the people closest to me about the fact that I had started webcamming. My friends, my boyfriend's family, and hardest of all, my brother which that'll need an entirely separate episode completely. But eventually, the people that mattered in my life, they didn't mind. And the people who found out, like everyone from high school that did mind, 
well, they never mattered to begin with. The thing is now, with this podcast, my weekly vlog, and my Patreon account, I can't hide anything after this. I'm finally coming out to the entire world. Because just like that first webcam session, this podcast, my voice, my truth, it's all out on the internet for the rest of time. And I know a bunch of you are thinking, well, aren't you already out to the world just because of webcam? But it's not the same. If you're looking for my live webcam sessions, for instance, you're going down that porn rabbit hole specifically with the intention to find them. My podcast, my blog, my daily life, my Patreon, those are mainstream platforms. Those anyone can stumble across without any intention to. A lot of people who find this may have never wanted to hear it in the first place. And I think that I put this off because I was really having a hard time being okay with that. I didn't want this part of my life to overshadow or diminish all of the other accomplishments or ventures that I plan to embark on. I didn't want to be thought of as less of a businesswoman because my boobs are on the internet, or thought of as less of a daughter-in-law because this was a whole section of my life that wasn't made public before. But just this week, I realized that again, it's time to go all in. I have this creative energy inside of me that I'm constantly looking for outlets for, and webcam alone doesn't satisfy that. Also, as an adult, looking back on the career I've chosen, I refuse to let this haunt or hinder me. You don't have to be proud of me. Like, you don't have to agree with what I'm doing. But I do. So why bother keeping it hidden anymore? I hope you're all prepared for whatever this turns into, because I really don't have a plan for it. Although, I have my truth and my experience, and... Realistically, I'm sitting here as this insecure girl with this voice in my head saying, I hope that's enough. This is me telling the world that yes, the rumors are true. I get naked online, but I've never felt more naked than I do right now talking to you. why I did it. I know a lot of you are tuning in because you're wondering why I started webcam in the first place. Half of you out of sympathy because you think I'm some sad, naive girl that was in this tough situation and saw this as her only way out. And then the other bunch of you are probably thinking it was strictly about the money. Some of you are even theorizing that I got far-reaching daddy issues that prompted this career path. And the rest of you, you've already written me off as a whore. Which is easiest, really, because it demands no explanation or meaning at all. Let me assure you, some of you are somewhat right. Was that not clear enough? (laughs) Let me explain. I grew up poor. My mom and dad divorced when I was eight and all of a sudden my life was turned upside down. I woke up thinking that my family was intact and when I was picked up from school that day, the car that my mom had picked me up in was full of our belongings And the home she took me to, well, it was a completely new one. Divorce is hard on kids, and probably not an exception. My parents would fight over the phone constantly. My dad, who had cheated on my mother on more than one occasion, was not happy that my mom had left. And knowing my mom and her attitude, since it's so much like my own, I guarantee she didn't make divorce easy on him either. My dad isn't a bad person, though. 
and it took me a lot of years to be able to say that. Immediately after the divorce, my father had moved to Ohio to be with his new girlfriend, and he would drive to Chicago every other weekend, pick me up, and take me back to his house in Ohio. That's 14 hours a weekend, every other weekend, for five years. Because around eighth grade, I just, I stopped going. I didn't really have a life out there in Ohio, or friends. My life was here, at home, in Chicago, with my mom. And eventually, after I had canceled so many times to see my dad, well, he just stopped calling. We all make mistakes, right? I didn't speak to him again until I graduated high school, and even then it was only a few sentences. We were silent again after that until I got married just over a year ago. We got in touch leading up to my wedding, and I was finally reunited and involved with his side of the family again. That, that is something I deeply regret. Writing them off because I felt that he had written me off. Again, we all make mistakes. The fact of the matter is that if you had suggested I webcam because of daddy issues or a need to feel love from strangers or have attention, I would honestly have to disagree. That's just not it for me. I get plenty of love from a really stable home life, and I've been lucky to encounter more good romantic relationships than bad ones in my time. So I've never really felt alone. In, in all seriousness, since graduating high school, I had blossomed into this young, attractive girl, so I always had attention, whether I wanted it or not, really. Until I became an adult, I didn't really think about my dad much. It was just this thing, it was this thing that happened, and this was the way that it just was. I don't think it pushed me towards the industry. The one thing I will credit it is unlike most other girls, I never once had to stop and think, what will my father think if he found out? Because I was living a life where I felt I didn't owe him anything. Since my wedding, my dad's been pretty involved in my life again, and it feels so good to see his name come up in my text or across my call log. The first time he called me, after the wedding, well, that was the first time he had called me in over 15 years, and I cried. As soon as I hung up the phone, I cried. Because the truth is, you don't know what you're missing when you don't have it. The other myth that I should debunk was that I was in some terrible situation, and I saw this opportunity to change things. I just wasn't. (laughs) I grew up poor, yes, and again, You don't miss things you never had. (laughs) When I found out about webcam, I was 19. I was making $17 an hour at the bank and $400 cash every week in go-go dancing. I was doing okay for myself and my age at that time. For me, I just saw webcam as yes, a way to make extra money, an easy way. I was young and attractive and there didn't seem to be any reason not to. And then, more money I made, the more everything else just seemed like a waste of time. (laughs) Working at the bank, go-go dancing, it all became so empty. I'm just living my life, making other people money, and I I didn't agree with that. I remember when I finally quit my bank job. It would have been six months or so after I started webcam, and I had requested Thanksgiving off so that I could be with my family, and I was denied. I went back to my cubicle thinking, denied? After taxes, I only average like $30 a day working here. What is the point? I can make $1,000 a day at home. So I quit. And, well, 
That was the last corporate employee job I ever had. Anyway, as for the whole whore thing, this is, this is an easy one. I have slept with less people than I can count on one hand. And most of my high school alumni, who are probably listening quietly, you've slept with more than that before graduation. So, can we move on? So the ultimate reason that I did it, since everyone needs to hear one, is that it looked like fun. And I wanted to see how much money I could make, and if I'm being completely honest, I've always been in love with being sexy. I grew up stealing my brother's Maxim magazine so I could admire the beautiful girls inside. Being attractive was a very large priority for me from as young as I can remember. And that alone, that alone is completely fucked up. I know, believe me, believe me. I could write an entire episode on the way women are brainwashed by societal standards to be pretty and quiet, etc. But I'll spare you. For now, anyways. Maybe I associated attractiveness with worthiness to be loved? I'm not sure. I think a lot of women do. I just knew that I wanted to be beautiful and I wanted to model and this seemed like a great way to kill two birds with one stone. The world is different with money. I was now a 20 year old making over $100,000 a year. It's a pretty drastic change to bridge the gap I did financially. I was being really responsible with my money too. Well, you know, for the most part. I had paid $25,000 off of the car that my mom had helped me finance. Terrible decision since it was only worth $6,000 or so. But in nine weeks, I had paid that car off. That was the best feeling ever. Then my mom had me sit down with the financial advisor to set up a Roth IRA and a mutual fund. And how can I forget? Everybody got iPads for Christmas that year. I had well surpassed the girls who told me about webcam to begin with. They were camming to just pay bills and I was camming to build an empire. But what I didn't realize is it wouldn't always be that good and it wouldn't always be that easy. This was to date my most profitable year of my life and I'm still paying dearly for it in multiple ways. That year I ended a three-year relationship. I owed taxes for the first time ever and I bought a house. It was a very busy year, but everything has its cost. I was not aware at the time of what the webcam cost would be, but I would find out soon enough. actually is webcam. I suppose I should clearly lay this out a little bit before we get too far ahead of ourselves. Basically, webcam modeling is when someone logs online from a computer in their own home, sits in a chat room, and talks to strangers. It's not exactly like the AOL or Yahoo chat rooms I think a lot of you are visualizing, but it's also not too far off. In this chat room, I stream a live video feed for anybody to see and all the members in chat typed me from their keyboards across the world. There are more in-depth things that happen, but for the sake of time, this was just gonna be a simple overview. Usually a webcam model sets some kind of goal, like tip X money tokens for me to get naked, for instance. And then the viewers watching, 
They tip small portions until the entire goal is reached. That's the easiest way I can put it. And I should probably explain the token system to you as well. I like to think of tokens as pesos. They hold kind of the same financial equivalency. 100 tokens, for example, you would multiply it by 0.05 and that's the value of cash the model receives. So 100 tokens to me is $5. The website you're streaming on keeps the other half of the money and every two weeks you either get paid out by check or direct deposit. Some websites, like the one I'm on, actually, they allow you to pay yourself out every day if you'd like to. I'm betting you guys can see some of the appeal in that. The thing is that people have this huge misconception about what webcam models actually do on webcam. It's probably because we all kind of get to do or not do whatever the fuck we want. Some models are completely non-nude and they've never shown any skin on cam and still raked in hundreds of thousands of dollars. In fact, for the first few years of my webcam career, a non-nude model is one of the website's top earning cam girls making over $20,000 a month with their clothes on. So again, stigma can be misleading. A lot of girls will just play games like war, hangman, spin some kind of promotional wheel. Other models will download a texting app on their phone and sell their numbers to the highest bidder. There's endless ways to make money on webcam if you're creative enough to think about it. But it's safe to say, at least half of the successful models online get naked, masturbate, and sell videos that they film and produce on their own. The website I work on only allows solo female talent. And many of the girls that are there, well, they do all the above. Many of them make way more than I do doing a lot less online. that there is no one-size-fits-all approach to webcamming. The people we attract to our chat rooms, they're all so different. Some girls attract more guys who freeload and never tip for anything. And then some models, they attract huge whale tippers who tip thousands of dollars at a time, repeatedly. It gets a little insane. But I know what you're all waiting for. You all want the numbers. So here they are. When I started webcam in 2012, I was one of the highest earning girls on the website. In my best month, I made over $32,000. Crazy, right? Not as much as you may think. The website I work for has a ranking system. It lists the top 1,000 highest earning models. So the number one model on this website isn't just the highest earning model on the website, but also in the world, because this website is the highest earning webcam site in the world. When I earned $32,000, I was ranked number 14 on the website. If you were number 14 on the website today, you would have had to make over $150,000 a month. Hell of a gap, right? Yes, the money in the industry has gotten better. Webcamming has become more lucrative than ever before, but it's also so much harder than ever before, way harder. And although there's enough money on the website now, less and less models get a piece of it. The top 100 models every month are making about 15 grand a month or more. But all the other models, they're rarely living paycheck to paycheck. Lucky if they make minimum wage. A lot of them actually have a second job that supplements their income. Camming is also way more competitive now than it's ever been. When I first started, there was only 30,000 plus girls on the site. 
Now there's well over 100,000 that I know of. And that's just on this one site that I stream on. What's funny about this is streaming live is like all the rage now. You've got 12 year olds on Periscope streaming live to Twitter or 15 and 16 year old building empires video gaming live on Twitch. The live stream space has exploded, yet webcam is still the only one getting all the dirty looks. I don't even associate webcam with porn, at least I haven't for most of my career. I don't know, I still don't really. I, I use the term loosely, porn. What exactly qualifies? Some of the videos my friends produce online, mine included, more closely resemble art than porn. It's the weirdest gray area I've ever experienced. I guess that's kind of for people to decide on their own though. Just know that throughout this podcast, I will talk about porn, sex work, and a lot of other touchy subjects. I'll get into mental illness, education, politics, the whole nine yards. But you have to remember that I'm looking through a unique lens at life, possibly even a jaded one. I see things a lot different now than I once did. I see things a lot clearer, actually. Ultimately, you don't have to like what you're hearing or agree with it. Again, I can only offer you my truth and my experience, and I'd be silly to expect a podcast like this wouldn't ruffle a few feathers or ripple the surface tensions of a modern day society, but I think the world needs to hear this. They need to gain a little perspective. In fact, in our country right now, we could all use some perspective. We could all use some more kindness and some more understanding, some more humanity. And hey, what's more human than sex? I hope you're as excited about this as I am. I I really feel like this podcast is a taste of freedom like I've never known before. No censorship, no rules, no outline. Just me, my big mouth, and wherever that takes me. Pun intended. If for some reason I've grabbed your attention or your interest, make sure you listen, subscribe, and share this episode. Some reassurance that I'm not completely insane for doing this would be wonderful right about now. I plan on continuing to open up to you week by week and letting you in a little bit more each time so that you can truly get intimate with me. Because I assure you, No matter what you may have Googled, you've never been this intimate with me before. I'm Melrose, and this has been episode one of Seen and Not Heard. Huge thank you for the support of Wire, one of my most consistent online webcam tippers and longtime Patreon supporter. Without your contribution, I wouldn't be able to do this podcast. I really appreciate your support. Next week on the Seen and Not Heard podcast. Have you ever been famous? How about infamous? I, I guess I got a small taste of this when my aunt was at dinner with her friend bragging about her precious niece. When she pulled up my picture on Facebook to show her friends, they replied, Oh, I know her. That's chastity. <laughs>